Hey everyone, this is Stephen Overbaugh and you're listening to my podcast. And as always, thank you for joining me today. We're going to jump right into the Word and continue our Bible lessons. We've been talking about the Holy Ghost and how He is a gift to the church. And when we've approached this subject, we've been approaching it from the side of how He is a gift. Looking at the Word on the subject and how the Holy Ghost has been sent as a gift. And you know, the Holy Ghost has a ministry. He has a ministry in the earth today. He has a ministry to the body of Christ. And he has a ministry in the earth to bring the move of God all over the world. And to convict the world of their need of Jesus. Like John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8 talked about. And so the Holy Ghost has a ministry. Amen. He has a ministry in the earth today. And it's very, very important that we as believers know the ministry of the Holy Ghost, not be ignorant of it, not be blind concerning it, not be confused concerning it, but to know the ministry of the Holy Ghost, know what the word says about his ministry. And I'm reminded of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, And verse 1, he said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Well, now, if you're just reading over that, you would think he was talking about just the gifts of the Spirit. But actually, if you study it out and look up those words in a Greek concordance, you'll find that it means something a little different. And I'm not a Greek scholar, and I don't pretend to be a Greek scholar, Uh, But I do have a Greek concordance, and I've studied these things out over the years. Actually, if you study it out and look at it, the way it reads is, Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you be ignorant. Spirituals, plural. And if you look up that word spirituals, you'll find it means things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. Things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. So, and he said... I would not have you to be ignorant. So we need not be ignorant as the body of Christ concerning things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. And there's so much that pertains to him. And it's it's more than just gifts. And it's more than just the manifestations. He has a ministry. He has a ministry to the body of Christ. And he's a gift to the church. And he's a convictor to the world. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Like I said in John chapter 16, verse 8. And he has a ministry, doesn't he? And Jesus said that it is expedient or to your advantage that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. But if I go, I will send him unto you. And that's in first, or John chapter 16 and verse 7. And so Jesus said, it's to your advantage. That word expedient, that's a King James word, but literally means to your advantage for me to go away. For you. Because if I go not away, the comforter will not come. Well, that's a very strong statement that Jesus made there. And People in ignorance don't really understand what Jesus meant there a lot of times because 
they look at the ministry of Jesus and they see the wonderful things that Jesus did and they they believe because of wrong teaching and wrong doctrine because of wrong and wrong believing that um that when Jesus left the earth that the ministry of Jesus stopped but actually the ministry of Jesus continued in the person of the Holy Ghost. The ministry of Jesus continued. What is the ministry of Jesus? Well, the ministry of Jesus is a ministry of healing, isn't it? It's a ministry of miracles. It's a ministry of power where people can receive the word of God and be convicted in their heart and receive eternal life. The ministry of Jesus brings the word, brought the word of knowledge and brings the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom where people um, begin to, to know things and see things supernaturally that can help people's lives. It, the gifts of the Spirit were in operation. The, the manifestations of the Spirit were in operation during Jesus' ministry. Well, that ministry didn't stop just because Jesus went to heaven to sit at the right hand of God. The scripture said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34 that he maketh intercession for the saints that he's at the right hand of God making intercession for us. And just because he's there, though, just because he's there at the right hand of God making intercession for the saints, his ministry in the earth didn't stop. No, his ministry continued. It continued in the person of the Holy Ghost. And so a lot of times believers, and especially in denominational circles, Christians think that the ministry of Jesus stopped that healing isn't for us today, that miracles don't happen today or don't take place today, that people don't speak with tongues anymore. Like that was just for the apostles back in that time during the Bible days, as they like to put it. But no, the ministry of Jesus continued with the ministry of the Holy Ghost and they're one and the same. They are in complete agreement and complete harmony. And so it's important, like I said, that we be not ignorant, like Paul said back there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Well, I'll tell you that the number one hindrance to the move of God in the church and the number one hindrance to believers today is ignorance concerning things and of pertaining to the Holy Ghost, things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. It's ignorance. That's the number one hindrance today. It's ignorance concerning these things. Because see, when believers are taught, and when believers are admonished in these things, then they can understand and they'll desire these things, and then they'll they'll be a a manifestation of these things. They'll they'll be a outpouring of these things. There'll be a stirring up of these things. And you know, Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, he said that we're to teach and admonish in the things that in one of the flows of the Holy Ghost. And he was talking about flowing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He said in Colossians chapter 3, in verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Notice, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, 
and spiritual songs, singing and making, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Well, this is just one part of the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, but it is something that the body of Christ needs um, in their midst today. But notice what he said in the beginning of verse 16. He said, teaching and admonishing one another. Now, if people don't know and haven't heard before, then you're teaching them. But if they have heard, then you're admonishing them to walk in the light of what they already know. And when it comes to the things of the Holy Ghost, believers need to be taught and believers need to be admonished. Reminded, in other words. They need to be reminded. And it's so important for ministers today to be teaching and admonishing. And for so many in the body of Christ, they've never heard before. They've never come in contact with these things before, so you have to teach them. And there are so many believers on the other end, that on the other side of the spectrum, that have heard, have even been filled at one time. They received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and yet they, they haven't done anything with it, or it's laid dormant in their life, and they need to be admonished during this time. And so you have both. There's a ministry of teaching, and there's a ministry of admonishing that needs to be uh, in operation during this time. And especially for ministers, especially for those that pastor churches and are pastoring churches, they need to be teaching their people. They need to be admonishing their people in the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. It is so vitally important that we not that that they not neglect these things and that and ministers as whole, not just pastors, but those that are called to the fivefold ministry, that they continue to talk about these things. But you know, you can't talk about it, you can't teach on it, you can't admonish concerning it if you don't know about it yourself. And so it's vitally important that we learn these things, that we study these things, that we know what the Word says concerning these things, uh, so that we can teach others also, so that we can admonish others also. Amen. Glory be to God. And so Paul said, now concerning things of, of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. And like I said before, ignorance can hinder the move of God. It can hinder the outpouring of the Spirit of God. It can hinder what the Holy Ghost wants to do. And it's the number one ignorance, I believe, uh, to the church today is ignorance concerning these things. I remember a lady that came up to me one time after a meeting that I was conducting. I was asked to do um, a small Bible study and teach in this local house of many years ago. And just to teach the Word of God to a group of people. And it was like a house meeting. And I remember after I was done teaching that a lady came up to me and... I wasn't even teaching on the Holy Ghost that night. I think I had mentioned it, but I wasn't doing a major teaching on it. But she came up to me afterwards and she said to me, I really have always desired to receive the Holy Ghost and to be baptized and to uh, speak with other tongues. I've always desired it, but I was told that it wasn't for everybody. I was told not everybody could receive the Holy Ghost. And she referred to a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, where it says that, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. And obviously when Paul was writing that, the 
he was teaching that not everyone would speak with tongues and all would interpret uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 30. Why? Because he was talking about a public ministry of tongues with interpretation. But a lot of times, uh, Christians believe and are taught from pulpits, ministers teach, that this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 30 basically says that not everyone will speak with tongues and not everyone will interpret. But that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Bible says. Actually, the Bible in this in context of what Paul was talking about was teaching about a public ministry of tongues with interpretation and how he was saying that not everyone in the body of Christ will have a public ministry of tongues and interpretation, meaning not everyone's going to get up and have a word to give in tongues before a congregation and then interpret it. Not everyone has that ministry. But every single member of the body of Christ can receive the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues to God. I like to say that every single believer can have their own prayer language. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2, we see where it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. And so you see right there, there is a ministry of tongues with interpretation in verse 30 of chapter 12. But in chapter 14 of verse 2, there is a prayer language or in other words, you can speak not unto men, but unto God. And those are two separate and distinct things. But this lady was taught wrong. And she said, I was told that I couldn't receive. I was told that I couldn't receive the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. Well, what was that? That was ignorance. She was ignorant concerning what the word actually had to say. And so I taught her these things. I told her what the word had to say. I showed her. I pointed to the scriptures and showed her the word of God. It's so vitally important that we show people the word of God. And that we have the Bible to back up what we're saying, to reinforce what we're saying. Because you can give your opinion all day long, but it ain't going to amount, amount to a hill of beans. That's a Texas colloquial expression, southern expression. It isn't going to amount to too much just because it's your mere opinion. But when you give people the word, when you give people the Bible then that anointed word can minister to their spirits and they can receive revelation. And so I gave her the word on this. I showed her what the Bible said. I took her back through the book of Acts and showed her how every single time believers were had hands laid on them to receive the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. Every single time they received and they spoke with other tongues. And not one time, not one time in the book of Acts did any believer that received what was ever told that they couldn't receive the Holy Ghost or that it wasn't for them. Not one time was any believer in the book of Acts told that that gift was not for them. In other words, God didn't pick and choose who was to receive and who wasn't to receive because it's a free gift to all the body of Christ. If you actually go back in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 and you go through from Acts 2 4 all the way through to Acts chapter um, 18, then you'll find that's a 20, if you study it out, that's a 20-year span or a 20-year period from Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 18. And you'll find that in all those 20 years, that span of 20 years, 
I'm sorry, Acts chapter 19. From Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 19, you'll find in that 20-year period, not one time did somebody not receive the Spirit of God and speak with other tongues. Every single time that the Spirit of God was poured out, the believers spoke with other tongues. They received the Spirit of God and they spoke. And no one was ever turned away and said, it's not for you. And so it's so vitally important that we understand these things from the Word of God. It's so vitally important that we study these things and know these things and not be ignorant of these things. Because ignorance will hinder the work of God. It'll hinder what God wants to do in people's lives. And so I'd encourage you, go back and study from Acts chapter 2 all the way to Acts chapter 19. Like I said, that's a 20-year period. And you'll find in every single situation when believers had hands laid on them to receive the Holy Ghost, every single time they spoke, they spoke with other tongues. And they were not denied. Glory be to God. And so this lady, she saw the light. She saw revelation. And I was able to minister to her. And it wasn't long after that she was in a meeting that I was doing in a church and conducting in a church. And it was her time. She, at the end of the service, she came down to receive the Holy Ghost. And I, I had an altar call and I laid hands on her. And the moment I laid hands on her, she was primed and ready. The Holy Ghost came upon her. The Spirit of God came on her and she spoke with tongues fluently. Just poured out of her. And she was blessed by that. Well, see, the word was taught her. The, she saw the word on it. She saw the revelation, the light from the word on it. And she was able to receive the gift that belonged to her. Because it's a gift. It belongs to the body of Christ. And so it's so vitally important that we give people the word. Because once she saw the word, she was able to be blessed by it. She was able to receive what the Lord had for her. And it's. I wish more people could just see the word on it could just see what the word had to say about the Holy Ghost because the Lord wants to pour out himself on every single person that's hungry for him. He wants to pour out his spirit on every single person that hungers and thirsts for him. And I believe in these last days that there's there's people that are hungry for more of God and they don't even know exactly what they're hungry for. They just know they want more of God and he'll meet them with where they're at and he'll fill them with his spirit. Glory be to God. I believe that. And so we're talking about how the Holy Ghost is a gift. Amen. He's a gift to the church. He has a ministry to the body of Christ, a ministry in the body of Christ, a ministry he wants to bring through the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And like I said, we need not be ignorant of the things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. And so let's look at a couple of scriptures today. Uh, in this Bible lesson. And let's see what the word has to say about the Holy Ghost and his ministry to the church. Look at John chapter 14 and look at verse 26. John chapter 14 and verse 26. Scripture said, Jesus said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. 
and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Glory be to God. So here we see the Comforter, and we know that the name, his name, Comforter, carries with it a sevenfold meaning. He is Comforter, and he is Counselor, and he is Advocate, and he is Strengthener, and he is Standby, and he is the Spirit of Truth, and he is Helper. Glory be to God. He is all of those things in one. And when you look up the the word comforter, it literally means that. Counselor, helper, intercessor, strengthener, standby, advocate. And you get the full meaning and the full understanding of his ministry when you look at these things, when you study these things out. And so when Jesus said that, you can read it that way. But he said, when the comforter, but the comforter. And he says, who is he? He's the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost. Notice, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall, notice, teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And so you see here, the ministry of Jesus and the ministry of the Holy Ghost work hand in hand and they're close together. They're working together. Because see, the Holy Ghost will teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance. Notice whatsoever Jesus has said unto us. So he's bringing and he's teaching us concerning the things that Jesus has said. He's bringing the things that Jesus has said to us in his word to our remembrance. And he he's constantly lifting up and um, reminding us of what Jesus has said and what Jesus has shown us, the ministry of Jesus. So they work together. The ministry of Jesus, the ministry of the Holy Ghost are close-knit. And Jesus said he will be sent from the Father in my name. It comes from the Father in the name of Jesus. And he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Well, first and foremost, he is a teacher, isn't he? The Holy Ghost is a teacher. That's one of his ministries. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. And the scripture says in verse 27, But the anointing which you have received of him, notice, abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. I want you to notice that the anointing that John was talking about here in the epistle in First John chapter 2, verse 27, he's talking about an anointing to teach, an anointing that teaches you. Well, that anointing comes from the Holy Ghost. That's his ministry, part of his ministry. And part of a main part of his ministry to the body of Christ, and a main part of his of how he helps the body of Christ is he is a teacher to the life of every single believer, a teacher in the life of every single believer. But notice he said, "The anointing which you have received of him abideth in you." Hallelujah. See, the Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. 
And you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things. Now, sometimes I'll just throw this in for free. Sometimes people think that that means that you don't have a need for ministry gifts today, that there's no need for fivefold ministry gifts. There's no need for the apostle or the prophet or the evangelist or pastor or teacher. And because they think there's because they think that this scripture says that and gives a license to not sit under any ministry gift because it says right here, you need not that any man teach you. But actually, this they take that out of context because if that would be the case, then Jesus had missed it and Paul had missed it and other ministry gifts in the body, in the word of God had missed it when they taught on those things. But no, the word doesn't contradict itself. What Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, actually starting in verse 7 and going through to verse 11, talking about how when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. That's verse 8. And verse 11 said, he gave some. He, who's he? Well, he being Jesus. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For, notice, the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ. Well, now, did Paul miss it or did John miss it? No, neither one missed it. What John was teaching here in verse 27, he was talking about the spirit of truth, teaching the body of Christ the difference between what is truth and what is a lie. And knowing this when there's a spirit, the spirit of truth is an operation and the spirit of Antichrist is an operation. If you go back in the prior verses and study it out, you'll find... He was talking and teaching on how the Antichrist spirit would be operating in the earth in the last days and how there would be those that would be deceived and those that would be misled. But he said, and notice, look at this, verse 20 of the same opening, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. He said, you have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things and you know all things. See, and that word unction there means anointing. And through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you'll know all things. Well, in context of what he's saying here, and you're jumping up to verse 27, he's talking about knowing the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of God and the spirit of Antichrist. Because in these last days, the enemy would come down to deceive and to mislead and to lie and to take believers astray. And so what John was teaching on is you don't have a need for any man to teach you or tell you what is the truth and what is a lie. No, you have the Holy Ghost. You have the anointing and that anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And I can just uh, attest to this that, you know, over the years, I've heard a lot of different preachers, a lot of different ministries, and I've heard a lot of different people speak. And so a lot of it is good, but there's so much of it that has actually been wrong and has been a spirit of error. And there's times when people have gotten up and I've listened to them and immediately down on the inside, that spirit of truth, the spirit of truth, and that anointing begins to teach me, begins to show me that is error, that it doesn't line up with the word. And here's why. I've been able to pick apart so many so-called ministers' sermons with the Word of God. Been able to, to pick it apart 
and prove by the word of God. I'm not saying that I went to them personally all the time. Sometimes I have gone to them to correct them because the Lord has dealt with me to do so. But just in the privacy of my own home or wherever I was listening, the Lord has dealt, showed me that through the anointing that that is an error. That is not true. That doesn't line up with what I've said to you. I said to, in the word, in my word. And, you know, that's the anointing that John was talking about there in verse 27. That anointing teaching you. That anointing teaching you. And, you know, every single believer, every single Christian has that anointing. If you've received the Spirit of God, if you've received Jesus into your heart, He's come into your heart in the person of the Holy Ghost, and you've been born again, then you've received that anointing. It's the Spirit of truth. And that the anointing that teaches you all things. And so you don't need to go to any minister to tell you if what you heard is truth or not truth. You don't need to go to anybody to ask them what is the right thing here or what is the wrong thing here. No, the Holy Ghost will teach you. And that's exactly what he was saying there. Well, part of the ministry of the Holy Ghost is he is a teacher. He is a teacher. I remember listening to a, a man, a minister one time, and he was talking about being pruned by the Holy Ghost and being pruned by the Lord um, so that we could bear, so that he could bear more fruit or so that we could bear more fruit. And he was talking about it from John chapter 15. And he was saying that the father uh, is the husbandman and Jesus said, I am the vine, the true vine and how were the branches and he was just teaching about how God will prune us and and um, purge us like the King James says in life so that we can bear more fruit but he kept talking about it from the standpoint of how circumstances in life will prune us and how circumstances in life can uh, shape us and how difficulties in life persecutions in life. Those things come against us and it's God behind it trying to prune us and prepare us for something greater. And you know, I was listening to that and you know, it sounds good, doesn't it? Sometimes we hear these things and it sounds good. It sounds spiritual. It sounds right. But just down on the inside, the the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, and that anointing began to teach me, began to teach me. And he said, that's not right. That's not what my word said. There's a verse three to that uh, passage of scripture, which the man that was teaching failed to look at. In verse three of John chapter 15, he says, now you are cleaned or pruned through the word, which I have spoken unto you. So how does God prune us or correct us or shape us or prepare us for what he has for us? Does he do it through circumstances? Does he do it through tests and trials? Does he do it through persecution? Does he do it through difficulty? Does he do it through affliction? No, he's not the author of those things. He's not behind those things. He prunes us through his word. He prunes us through his word. And, you know, like I said, that anointing began to teach me. Well, the same anointing that's in me to teach me is the same anointing that's in you if you're in Christ. And the Holy Ghost is a teacher. And that's part of his ministry to the body of Christ. He's a teacher and just like Jesus said here, he, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said to you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so we need to receive his teaching, amen? We need to allow the Holy Ghost to teach us. You know, Scripture said in Ephesians chapter 1 in verse 
16 and 17, he said, Paul was praying and he said, I thank God for this. I thank God, who is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory. I pray that he would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, him being Jesus. And that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Well, notice that Paul referred to the Spirit of God as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he said that he was praying for the body of Christ. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, that goes along with what we've been talking about. The Holy Ghost will give wisdom. The Holy Ghost will give revelation and he'll teach. And it's all in the knowledge of him. It's all in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so we need to receive his ministry to us. We need to receive that. That gift that belongs to us. It's it's being able to learn and grow in the things of God. Receive revelation and be taught concerning the things of God. Glory be to God. I can attest to the fact Because those are Holy Ghost-inspired prayers. The Ephesians prayers, maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, but there's prayers in the book of Ephesians. There's three of them. And the one I just read to you is in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16 and verse 17. But those are Holy Ghost-inspired prayers, which means that they, they continue to have life in them. We can pray them for ourselves. They're anointed And they're anointed so that we can pray them for ourselves. And so I can attest to the fact that when I've prayed the Ephesians prayers over myself, saying, Father, I thank you that you give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. You know, when I've prayed those prayers for myself over the years, and I've prayed them for many, many, many years, and I can attest to the fact that it has made a significant difference in my spiritual walk with the Lord. That it has had such an impact in my growth in the Lord and in his word. Because as I have studied over the years and done my part to be diligent in the scriptures and in prayer and to pray, the Lord has been able to show me things. He's been able to reveal things. He's been able to enlighten me on things. He's been able to even open my eyes to see things in the realm of the Spirit, all in line with the Word of God. Now, I'm not saying that the Lord's going to do that for everybody, but what I'm saying is we need to get acquainted with the teacher. We need to get acquainted with the Holy Ghost who will show us things and reveal us things to us the things of God. Get acquainted with Him. Get familiar with Him. Be- come to know Him. And so that the Lord can show us more, so that he can reveal more to us in our lives. His ministry, part of his ministry to the body of Christ is that he is a teacher. He is a teacher. You know, people have come up to me over the years and they've been so blessed by the ministry. And I don't take credit for that. The Lord has used my ministry to bless so many different believers and different churches and more to come in Jesus name. But people have come up to me over the years and they say, you know, While you're teaching, the Holy Ghost is teaching me. 
while you're teaching, the Lord is teaching me, he's speaking to me, and I'm, I just can't keep up with it. I'm, I'm trying to take notes, but I just can't seem to keep up with it. It's going so fast. And, well, you know what? That anointing that abides in you, and this belongs to every single member of the body of Christ, whether they've been baptized in the Holy Ghost or not, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. But that anointing belongs to them and is in them because they're in Christ. But that anointing in you, it'll teach you. It'll reveal things to you. It'll show you things. It'll lead you into truth. Glory be to God. And that's what people have said over and over again is that, oh my goodness, I just can't keep up. There's so much that's being said. There's so much that's being showed. I've heard it said so many times in my ministry. People have come up to me after a service or a meeting and said, I've never heard it that way before. What you're saying. I've never heard it that way before. Well, there's different reasons for that. But thank God for the teacher. Thank God for the teacher that works alongside ministries. Thank God for the teacher that works alongside ministries. And you know, for those who stand behind a pulpit, fivefold ministry gifts, they, as they teach the word and as they make room for the Holy Ghost and they honor the Holy Ghost in their life and ministries, he will work alongside them to teach in new ways to this generation. I see that by the Spirit of God, that in this time and in this last, in these last days, that the Holy Ghost wants to reveal the things of God in new ways. He wants to reveal the things of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God in new ways. And he wants to teach and show us things to come and show us new things. And so if we'll make room for him, if we'll make room for him in our lives and in our ministries, then he will show up and minister and manifest in our midst, in our lives personally, but also in our churches, in our midst. And if, as ministers, if they'll make room for the Holy Ghost, if they'll make room for him in their ministries, then he'll work alongside, accompany the word, and begin to manifest, and people will be blessed, and lives shall be changed. Glory be to God. But it takes, it takes a step of obedience to make room for the Holy Ghost. It takes a step of obedience to make place for the Spirit of God to move and to do it His way and not your own way. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because see, so many times ministers want to do things their way or they, they think they have it figured out. They think that they know how it should be done. Or they've done it a certain way for so long that they're not willing to do it any other way. Or they, they get stuck in a rut, so to speak, and that's just the way that they do it. But the Holy Ghost wants to do things in new ways in these last days. He wants to do things differently. He wants to reveal the plan of God and the Son of God in new ways. Ha ha ha. And so ministers need to make room for the Holy Ghost and get into the flow of this hour. Need to get into the move of God for this hour. A different move. A move that'll change you. In line with the word, yes. But it's it'll change you and it'll be different than what we've seen before. And you know, we need to be ready for that. We need to be ready for that. We need to hunger for that. We need to prepare for that. I remember a dream that I had back in 2019. And it was while I was out on the road ministering, I was invited to a church and I had a 
meetings all week long, different meetings that I was uh, teaching in all week long. And in one night, it was a Tuesday night, I was sleeping and all of a sudden I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw the church of the Lord Jesus Christ as a whole. I'm not just talking about one particular church, but church of the Lord Jesus Christ with a specific emphasis on Word of Faith churches and Holy Ghost churches. And I saw the the church and I saw members of the body of Christ, different people in the body of Christ. Some people that if I mention their names, some of you might be able to recognize them and know who I was talking about. But I saw us all and we were all in this one place. We were all in the house of God. And all of a sudden in this place that we were at, the the spirit of God began to flow in like a river. I could see this river begin to pour into the 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 house of God where we were at. And it was pouring in like a slow, steady stream. It wasn't it wasn't just all of a sudden, it wasn't just instantly filling up the place, but it just poured in steadily like a stream, like a river, just pouring in. And as it was pouring into the house where we were in, it began to fill up the house where we were at like a pool. And everybody in the house, in the the church that uh, we were in, the building that we were in, they were just standing on the edge of this thing and they were looking over at it, on the bank of it, so to speak. And they were all looking at it and some were questioning, what is this? Some were wondering, what what is this? Some didn't know. Kind of like what they said in Acts chapter 2, what meaneth this? Because they saw the move of God taking place that day. And they were like, what meaneth this? What is this? Well, that's how it kind of was. Well, I, it surprises me that people in the church, even Pentecostal people in the church today, still question what the Holy Ghost is doing. Still question when the Holy Ghost is moving. Still are confused and ignorant when the Holy Ghost is moving and saying, what meaneth this in their own hearts? But the Holy Ghost wants to reveal himself to those people in these last days. But anyways, they were looking at this river and they were looking at it pour in and they were looking at it as it was beginning to fill up and they were standing on the bank of it or on the edge of it. And people were interested in it. People were looking at it. Some were confused. Others were hesitant to step in. But as it continued to fill and fill, eventually somebody jumped in. And somebody entered in. And when one person did, another person did. And then another person did. And pretty soon the whole group, everybody, was in this pool in the river as it was filling up the house of God. And everybody jumped in eventually. And everybody entered in. And when they entered in, everybody began to rejoice and laugh and dance in the river. And it began to fill up higher and higher and it became greater and greater and it began to manifest more and more and and as there were people just rejoicing and dancing and 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 laughing in the spirit in the river of god the spirit of god they were being blessed and people were being touched and lives were being changed and i remember specifically seeing myself in this dream and being a part of that. And I saw other people that were a part of that in these last days. But the Lord, and I woke up from the dream and I wrote it all down, but the Lord revealed to me that that's how it's going to be in these last days. People are going to hesitate at first. They're going to look at it and, and wonder what meaneth this. And they want it. They're going to 
wonder, should we step in or should we not step in? Should we enter in or should we not enter in? But eventually people are going to enter in and they're going to, and, and for those that enter in, they're going to be blessed. They're going to be changed because they stepped into the flow of this hour. They stepped into the move of God for this hour. And I believe that the, that there's many people that have not experienced the move of God yet in their life, but they're going to experience it in these last days. There's many people that haven't really come in contact with the move of the Holy Ghost, but they're going to come in contact with it in these last days. There's many people that haven't stepped into the flow as they could have or even knew to do, but in these last days, they're going to step into that flow. And... It, they'll become familiar with it and it'll change their lives. And so I believe that that's coming. And we got all of this out of the Holy Ghost and how he's a teacher in the life of every single believer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's get ready for what God is doing in these last days. Let's continue to pray and stir ourselves up and keep ourselves full because God Time is short and God has something, has many things that he wants to do in these last days. And it's time to enter in. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Remember, you can follow the ministry on Facebook and on YouTube. You can visit our website, stephenoverbaugh.com. And now we are on Roku TV. So you can search Stephen Overbaugh Ministries if you have a Roku TV. And you can watch us there streaming uh, live all the time. And... I just want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for being a part. And remember that God has plans for your life and he wants to use you in these last days. So get ready.